Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. I'm Rob Case. And I'm Trevor Koppel. Hey, we're back for another week, Trevor. I can smell football, man. It's so close. It starts next week. The grass is cut. The manure has been laid on the field. And uh, the beer's about to be cracked, man. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we're getting close. Yes, yes. And it, what, what one event in the NFL offseason doesn't symbolize... The NFL season is right around the corner, more so than the rosters being trimmed down to 53 people. Can you think of a better way to celebrate football season by giving a bunch of people their pink, pink slips? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It's. It's always an exciting time to see these these teams really take shape. Uh, some people that get cut still have a chance. Some people who get cut definitely don't. Um, it's uh, you know it, it's tough not to take a moment to empathize with the players. It's 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 a really stressful time for a lot of them, but uh, for the fans, it's it's mostly exciting to see what the teams are going to look like. You're right. Yeah, totally, man. And yes, it is unfortunate. Of course, you know there's going to be another season when they join a 90 man roster and don't make the team again. However, um, let's talk about the number one cut this week, the most surprising cut. I think I was driving to work. It was like 7 o'clock in the morning here, and I immediately had to put on sports radio in New England because, once again, this podcast for me is therapy. So, and in this case, <laughs> I'm being aff- affirmed. I'm getting all the affirmation and dopamine I need because Cam Newton, and I'm sorry to hear it, a uh, great guy, unfortunately, was cut from the New England Patriots uh, yesterday morning, in fact. This is... We're recording on a Wednesday night, so yesterday morning. Tuesday morning. Yeah. What was your initial re- reaction, Trev? Well, it was, you know, I don't want to say it was a, a huge shock or a huge surprise because it really wasn't, but it's still a, a huge development for the Patriots um, because, uh, you know, you, you even asked me last week if I thought uh, he should lose his job over uh, the carelessness towards the COVID protocols. Uh and I didn't think he could just be replaced. But uh, the one scenario that I, I didn't really consider that when you ask me that question is uh, if they might already be ready to put Mac Jones out there. Because if right. they think Mac Jones is worth putting out there sooner than paying Cam Newton for a whole year, uh, then you know that that seems to be the case, and that's exactly what they did. So... Uh, it's, uh, it's huge for the Patriots and Mac Jones. Um, and, uh, it's, it's probably the most exciting thing that happened in a really exciting, uh, week for, for players getting cut. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think, well, I mean, if you're paying any attention to the NFL and preseason, like these uh, Cam Newton took the first team reps in practice, he was the first team quarterback in the preseason for every game, like, I don't think anybody, I think people, like, across New England, like, who follow the team very closely, probably had an indi- some sort of indication or innate sense that maybe, you know, they were going to go with Mac Jones, but to cut Cam Newton completely? <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody could have called that. In fact, if there was odds in Vegas, I think only a few people won, to be honest with you, because I, I don't know... I, I mean, I didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> and it just goes to show that, A, Mac won the competition. And, and he's much more ready than I think any of us could give him credit for. You know? I mean, he really oh. took to that offense very quickly. Absolutely. And, and it, it actually does raise a few questions, too. I mean, it answers 
quite a few questions, but, uh, you know, did they, did they consider or, or did they try to negotiate Cam Newton into a backup position with the backups right. pay? Um, mm -hmm. Or did they just not even bother um, because of, you know, was this more about who's going to be the starter or more about, uh, you know, not wanting someone, you know, a, a starting quarterback who they're hoping to replace anyways, who didn't get the vaccine and, you know, making these, what was it, a misunderstanding about the COVID protocols and, and getting mm -hmm. tested in the right place. So, uh, you know, had it not been for that, I'd like to assume that they would have tried to, you know, negotiate him into a supporting role, but to just cut him, uh, it's a pretty big, you know, I'm not going to say surprise. It's a major move. Yeah. Yeah. It's an understatement. And honestly, I, I think a rational person would point to, <laughs> you know, like, hey, man, he doesn't want to get the vaccine. He's sort of unreliable, even in a backup role. Why would we still want him on our team? You right. know? Right. Um, he's, and he's not, a, he's not a great player. Great guy, probably a great teammate. Um, he hosts, uh, I think, a, a podcast or some sort of, which isn't better than ours, by the way. Uh, <laughs> called, I think it's called Sip and Swill or something like that. I'm not 100% sure, but he brings, yeah, Wolf is right. He brings on NFL players and they smoke cigars and drink whiskey together and have a grand old time, you know, and get, get dressed up in funny hats and everything else. And so, like, people love him. Um, and, and he, maybe he got, and I was thinking about this before he came on the air. Maybe he got signed as sort of like a player coach to Mac Jones. And it was like, yeah, man, we'll keep you on the team. We'll pay you. And then it just became so evident that Jones was, was ready. And it was like, what's the point of having you on a team? It's just going to hold him back. If you're here with your, you know, he's a big ego. He's a big presence. It's just going to kind of take up more room in that, in that locker room, um, than necessary, um, uh, and so he gets to start anew, you know, um, more, and more power to him. I think we all wish him the best of luck. Um, I can't help but think, Trevor, like now that Cam Newton's gone, this is Bill Belichick's, I would say, like part of his um, his legacy, at least towards the end of his career here, and in general maybe because now it's Bill versus Brady, who's the best, who did the most, and like who actually, you know, there's going to be such a narrative surrounding this. Like, do you think that Bill's going to have to, is sort of indirectly putting his legacy on the line on Mac Jones' shoulders? I mean, it it's easy to see it that way. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, if that's, if that's the way he sees it, then you have to think that he really believes in, in Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. um, I've not seen it yet. I'm very excited to see uh, the first week's real, you know, games um, because uh, I think we're going to learn a lot really fast. There's so many uh, new quarterbacks at the helm this year. Um, maybe Mac Jones is the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by all accounts, intelligent. Uh, obviously accurate, um, picked up a very difficult offense fairly quickly. You know, like, um, we're going to see him, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, not Trey Lance, unfortunately, although <laughs> maybe there's some uh, Jimmy Garoppolo trades in the future. Ooh, coming back to New England. Oh I would gosh. hope so. <laughs> right. You're like, please don't do this. <laughs> not not today. <laughs> not with all our friends listening. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I could see... Uh, 
Yeah, I could see more more things on the horizon. I, I wouldn't want Brian Hoyer as my backup quarterback. I mean, the guy totally crapped his pants in Kansas City <laughs> last year. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> nobody wants to see that again. In fact, I'm still getting over it and have therapy later tonight after we get off because of it. But, uh, no, it's, it's um, yeah, it's an, in, it's an intriguing situation, nonetheless, you know. Um, you know, is there anything else we could say about Cam? Uh, like, what do, what do you, what do we hold in his future? Like, what, what, where does well, he go from here? That's interesting. Let me try to pull this up because I actually did. Yeah. I thought I saw something of where Cam Newton already has a job. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is are they hiring for somebody with a busted arm? <laughs> well, it was some. I mean, if it's a team, it's a team I've never heard of. So I'm wondering what the heck he is doing. Is he is he going to AEW? All Elite Wrestling. They're taking him on too. <laughs> it's Cam All Elite. Here we go. Um, well, while you look up that, you know, it's just interrupt me whenever you find out. Um, could he go to Dallas? You know, if he's not already signed, could he go to a team like uh, Atlanta? They might need a backup quarterback. Uh, hell, even Washington. You know, they got um, they got Ron Rivera over there. Um, you know, and they have Fitzpatrick and Heineke. But would he fit in there? Um, you just think about some of the fits around the league. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think even like the Jets, Miami. <laughs> there's there's a lot of opportunities. I just don't know if I would take them back. Did you find out? No, I so I haven't okay. found anything. It's all it's okay. all speculation. I I must have been misreading a, a meme or something. Okay. Um, well, there's there are funny memes out there about this. I'm sure you know. But <laughs> so, uh, for some yeah. reason, the, the it looks like the team most suspected that he could land on would be the Baltimore Ravens. Hmm. Would Lamar Jackson? Well, that's interesting. Right. I mean, he might huh. he might fit the backup role there. Well, I I don't know. Mm why that is but the number two is a little more obvious i think which is houston texans houston oh well okay okay right um a lot of unvaccinated people there they'll fit in (laughs) (laughs) that's that's what i i've heard (laughs) rough right (laughs) some uh, always a savage commentary here on football in general so um but yeah i think you know excited about mac jones man i i could see him having a good season i just feel like he's gonna get hit a lot and i'm not really sure how that's gonna work out for him in the first part of his you know they get a great offensive line but i think statistically rookies take like 30 to 40 sacks a year in their first year you know and that's a lot for a guy who kind of already has like a pillsbury doughboy body you know um, and is wearing a knee brace for no reason, according to Bill Belichick. So, anywho, well, let's move on to your team. Even though this is not a New England Patriots Minnesota Vikings football podcast, they just have to be the two most polarizing teams in the league right now. So, um, coincidentally, uh, what do you think of the Irv Smith Jr. injury? What what can you make of this? What kind of impact can we expect, and who who replaces him? I mean it. It could be worse, and for Vikings fans, it certainly has been worse uh, in many recent uh, previous seasons. Um, mm-hmm. But, but man, these things always seem to kind of deflate you a little bit this close to week one. Um, hey, hey, but the, the Patriots are, we already talked about them enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wasn't, uh, wasn't pointing any fingers. Um, but, uh, anyway, it takes the wind out of our sails a bit. Right. So, you know, there was just, uh, a whole lot of, uh, expectations and hopes 
placed on Irv Smith Jr. this year. It was going to be his third year as a tight end. Um, he made big leaps from, from his first season to his second season, and now, you know, trading away uh, Kyle Rudolph. He was going to be the clear-cut number one. Uh, whether they're in the red zone or not, he was going to be the pass-catching tight end for this offense. Just, you know, only you, you can assume that only uh, Adam Thielen – and uh, and Jefferson would get uh, more more of the more catches than than uh, Irv Smith Jr. So uh, it's it's a big deal, and you know you you get real excited about that, and then uh, all of a sudden you're trading for a guy you haven't heard of before from the Jets. Uh, it's just not a lot of excitement there. So. Uh, like I said, it's been worse in the past. It's not like losing your quarterback or, you know, Adrian Peterson or something like that. But uh, it's it definitely uh, it, it's a big factor in how they're going to approach the season. Yeah, yeah. And I think we were trying to think where he was ranked in the tight end um, listing. I think he was top 10. I think they listed list top 10 at fantasypros.com. I, I definitely um, would have yeah. had him in the top ten easy with uh, yeah. with a lot of potential to be top five. Yeah, uh, it yeah. just depends on what kind of role he could carve out this year, but uh, it's all uh, a moot point now. <laughs> right, right. Six two two forty five. Like that sort of move tight end role. Uh, 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 yeah, role, and really a guy who we thought would be great in the end zone and had a pretty soft schedule tight end wise. You know, so. Um, yeah, you got to hope Chris Herndon from the Jets comes over and makes an impact. I mean, we're talking about a guy that Jets didn't want, though. I, I was just say, where is he from? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, right. The Jets. Chris, who? Yeah. <laughs> what? Where, what fran- where is that located? Yeah, what franchise is that? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Isn't this, isn't this the team that we were talking about should be uh, maybe relegated to the Canadian League for a year? Uh, <laughs> right. We're we're right. trading for one of the tight ends that they won't keep on their team. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's and especially with a rookie quarterback, like you need all the help you get, and they trade their tight end. But you know, just another year for the New York Jets, and see how it goes <laughs> for them. So it, we'll just have to hope that they got it all figured out. You know, I've been saying that for about eleven years. So, um, yeah, unfortunate. Um, yeah, I don't have we don't have much fantasy take on Chris Herndon. We'll just have to see what happens. I mean, it's going to change their offense significantly. You know, uh, uh, I, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, if you already have uh, Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen, expect more targets. So good for you. And if you well, lose Irv Smith, well, good. I I even think that this is a small bump for somebody like uh, uh, Dalvin Cook, especially mm-hmm. in PPR leagues, because mm-hmm. you know he's a good pass catching back. Um, you know, tight ends are chain movers, but they're also red zone threats, and so it's just a few more red zone targets to go around even even if he was only going to catch say something modest like six touchdowns this year um those are going to go somewhere else now uh, right so uh the other the other guys on the offense there definitely are going to have to uh carry a heavier load and that's good for their fantasy owners totally man yeah good call and i think you know since he's out somebody you could replace him with on your roster uh, hopefully they're free agents. Uh, you know they may not be, uh, depending on how big your, your league is and uh, how tight end, uh, I don't know what tight end frenzy it is or lovable <laughs> tight end league. I don't know. Like 
you know, what, what if you always like, you like the big guys. I mean, you know, um, a guy like Eric Ebron in Pittsburgh might be a free agent in your league. I think he would be a decent replacement, maybe like a Zach Ertz, Anthony Fersker from Tennessee, Adam Trotman from New Orleans. Um, I could see being free agents, Austin Hooper. I mean, at this point, you're going to be grabbing at straws. So you got to hope one of these guys hits. Um, and maybe, you got to hope they're a free agent, too. Maybe you know? uh, maybe Taysom Hill will be designated tight end, and then you can nice. grab him. <laughs> okay. James Winston was named the starting quarterback this week. That's right. You know, um, that's that's exciting. He apparently has looked at, I guess, some peop- some executives around the league are saying he's gonna he'll have his career season, which I'm not sure is saying a lot. But <laughs> it just means that we're going to see uh, a lot more interceptions this year. It's going to be a good year. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, so what did you think of the – so J.K. Dobbins, uh, moving on to another guy who was big in fantasy. I think we both had a ranked top ten. Bet you have to go in the archives back to the running back episode. We ranked him. Um, Torres ACL out for the season. Devastating. Really devastating for Baltimore. J.K. Dobbins. What do you, what do you think about this injury? Well, how does that I mean, impact Baltimore? I, I feel bad for Baltimore because, like I said, I, I, I feel like this is a even bigger deal than, than say, mm. the Vikings losing Irv Smith uh, Jr., mm. Um, J.K. Dobbins was going to be a really big part of what makes not just the offense work, but this whole team, uh, the the way that they're going to have to approach winning football games, really relies on uh, dominating the clock, uh, keeping your offense on the field, and and this was their running back number one. Uh, so th- this is a really big obstacle for them. Um, I know they've got other guys. Yeah, you know, Rob and I are uh, big fans of Gus the Bus Edwards, um, uh, but uh, not sure but what kind of bus. Still, he's on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this is this is still this is still a, a pretty big downgrade for the offense. Um, yeah. yeah, Gus Edwards is an excellent uh, number two running back, and uh, he can certainly have uh, starting running back performances. But I I don't think he's going to be the guy that. They can carry the team all year, um, so I, I think his fantasy value absolutely goes up. Gus Edwards, um, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to change where you put him on your draft order, uh, but uh, he's not gonna get the same volume that uh, Dobbins was in line for. I think they're gonna have to have a much bigger, uh, you know, running back by committee approach now. Um, and it'll be interesting to see who they bring in to fill out the rest of the backfield because I don't think that they'll be able to do it with just what they have now. So uh, major development for that team and a, mm-hmm. a big deal for uh, free agent running backs right now. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think, you know, you can definitely look at Justice Hill, who's now number two in Baltimore. I mean, Gus the Bus, right? Um, a bruiser. <laughs> <laughs> um, a guy who He's a has... rumbling, bumbling. <laughs> he's stumbling too somewhere. Uh, he he. I don't think they're going to lean on him solely. So I think it's fair to say, like, you know, I, maybe Justice Hill is a nice um, low end flex. You know, um, young, five ten, two hundred pounds. They have a really favorable schedule. I don't think they play any really good defense, great defenses, other than maybe Pittsburgh and and Baltimore is like kind of one of these teams where they just kind of sneak these guys in, and somehow they end up really good. You know, they've done it for years. I mean, Gus Edwards is one of them. Um, they even brought back Willis McGahee, and he was really good. He, everybody thought he was done. Ricky Williams, they thought he was done. He was really good in Baltimore. 
know, so John Harbaugh's got a really good track record of bringing in some no-name running backs and turning them into something else, you know? Um, sure. So, yeah. Yeah, Justice, Justice uh, Hill. And then as, if you want to look outside sort of in general, I, I might think of like a guy like, um, oh, I don't, you know, it's just tough because you got to figure two to three running backs per team. So you're looking at, you know, uh, you know, a guy like A.J. Dillon, the quad father. Is that what they call him? The quadzilla? Oh, what, what, in quad Green father. Bay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. did, did he get, yeah. is he available? Uh, I mean, he's ranked 36 on the list I'm looking at right now. And he's gotcha. not, he's not, um, and I can't, yeah. He's not, like, owned in a lot of leagues. I think he's, like, 25%, you know. Oh, wow. Like, that's a guy I would look no, at I, in two seconds. I'm know? surprised at that because he, even if he's yeah. not part of uh, a lot of uh, leagues' game plans, like he should be stashed in every yeah. league. Um, yes. You know, we, we've said it before on this podcast, it's a longer season this year. Uh, right. greater potential for these guys to come into bigger roles uh, partway mm-hmm. through the stretch. And uh, A.J. Dillon would be a mm-hmm. – he, he might be a top ten back if mm-hmm. something happened to uh, Aaron Jones. Right. So uh, A.J. Dillon needs to be stashed somewhere in every league. I, I, yeah. If, if, yeah I, he'll not be available at the end of my draft. Good Lord. So, <laughs> even, even a guy like Sonny Michelle? I would like consider. I mean, you're going. The thing is, you're going to be looking at like guys who are number two on the depth chart. You're not going to be getting a starter. At least I don't think you will. And running backs are pretty much by committee these days anyway. Right. You know? He he was just <laughs> traded to the Rams. So, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really. You know, Malcolm Brown and Miami. You know, there's there's a lot of guys. It's just one of those. You know, Ramondre Stevenson, New England. Now that um, Michelle's out of there, you know, he'll probably get goal line carries. Maybe he's a low-end flex, too. Um, there's options. <laughs> it's just hard for us to say, like, you know, we're, we'll probably get a better idea of what these depth charts will look like next week. But if you had, if you unfortunately drafted Dobbins because you're Nimrod and you had your draft two, two three weeks ago, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You know, it is what it is. You know, you're going to have to kind of work on the fly here and uh, think about next year when you're drafting. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I know they got dollar wing specials that uh, are 25-cent wing specials at B-dubs, man, but that doesn't mean you have to have your draft in the middle of August. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, they're doing tower beers. Oh, bro, did you hear they had the tower beers? we got to get there. You know, no, that's no, not in the middle of August, you know. <laughs> so... Those beers will be there even way past the beginning of the season. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to to a, a topic we're both sort of confused about. Trevor, can you give me any idea about this Washington football team nonsense? Oh, yeah. So uh, it, it kind of slipped under our radar a couple weeks ago, but the Washington football team has allegedly narrowed their list of possible new names to just three names. Uh, and so there's there's just a lot of speculation out there as to what it might be. And I have a list right here of some of the uh, front runners. So we have the uh, Armada Presidents. I don't really like that one. Wait, wait. The, the Armada, football. comma, Presidents, right? No, no, no. You, it could be the Washington Armada. Or Armada it could be the presidents. Washington Presidents. Oh, okay. I thought you said Armada presidents, like no, like no, it was no. like one name. Okay, sorry. Yeah, but the the Washington okay. presidents, I don't like that one so much. So then they could be the Washington Brigade, not okay. much better. 
right. the Washington Red Hogs, uh, which okay. is a name I didn't like at first, but when you consider um, their uh, their super fans that dress up with the with the pig faces and stuff, it, it kind of fits. You know what I'm talking about? Unfortunately, yeah. Just continue. <laughs> let's, so let's... then we have the uh, Washington Commanders. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Washington Red Wolves. Okay, that's not bad. Right, that's not bad. That's uh, kind of like a like an XFL team name, though. Yeah, like the Red Wolves. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I completely yeah. agree. I also yeah. feel like if you're changing it to Red Hogs or Red Wolves, you're not really maybe you're not making enough of a change from the Redskins. Um, right. You're just kind of you know holding on to the past by keeping red in the name, I guess. Uh, yeah. Then we have the Washington Defenders, and then uh, an interesting uh, popular option is to keep it the Washington football team, which I actually really do think is pretty cool. I think it's a cool name for a football team in the NFL, mm-hmm. but uh, if people think it's lame, I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do think that Armada, Brigade, Commanders, Defenders, uh, those are, to me, that's, that's like four of the same name. Yeah, they're so similar in what they're trying to do there. Um, I liked Red Hogs, except that it does have the red in it. So uh, I'm leaning with uh, Washington football team. I think it's Mm -hmm. uh, become a bit established at this point, and Mm -hmm. uh, I think people are getting used to it. So yeah, WFT's kind of got a good ring to it. You know what I'm saying? Like even like the acronym WFT. You know, Um, absolutely. And. I mean, they've kind of backed themselves in a hole here. If they weren't going to change it in the first year, how? I, I'm not saying they shouldn't, but how could they? You know, next year or this year, how could you realistically change it? Like you should have done it right when you said this is no longer the Redskins. This is what our team name is going to be. Yeah, you know? that that's an excellent point, especially from yeah. a merchandising standpoint. Uh, right. At the, they're already selling. Uh, Washington football team uh, apparel, so uh, I think uh, I think sick with it. Yeah, I mean own it because at this point, <laughs> like you already had a derogatory racist name for sixty, right. seventy years. Right, so you've got one. I can't right get any worse than works. that. You've got one yeah. now that works. Uh, don't mess with it. <laughs> right, right, and and like and don't and you don't necessarily want to pull the Cleveland Indians sort of deal where it was like. Um, you know, let's make it the Guardians, uh, but it's still got the Ians, like the Indians. You know, it just was like such a... Right. Let's see here. I don't know. Sometimes they look a little more like WTF. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> I walked right in that one. <laughs> uh, Zing. Like, like, uh, almost kind of like pigs, you know? Just the Washington know. pigs. Just the pigs. Yeah, Washington pigs, you know. <laughs> I don't know why. 
you know, it works. Like you said, like the the um, the hogs, you know, like they have a deep history of like their fans being just complete. Oh, totally. Like, you know, just fat things. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Fat, greasy people. You know. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry if it, if you're listening to this and you like the Washington football team. I don't mean to be this bad. Uh, what? Um, I think he means it, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Maurice, he's like the you know. Went, oh went, oh, went, uh, what were what they? Jesus, yeah, uh, the Washington know, Sentinels. Sentinels. That actually sounds there you nice. Go. That'd be all right. What, I mean. Yeah. That's okay, I guess. The Washington I don't know what Sentinels. A, not really sure what a Sentinel is. But it's kind of like with... a guardian. <laughs> <It's> kinda... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't get away from this. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're gonna have. Sorry, just playing. Some... Uh, we're just gonna. We're just gonna watch the football team. So. Um, All right. So we mentioned it last week. Didn't get to it. Um, instead we gave you guys some really awesome advice, which I got some really good feedback on. Um, Trevor, hypothetically, if you and I were in a 10 team league, right? But it was just you and I, and we each controlled five teams, you know? Oh man, that's a lot of, that's a lot of teams to manage. I'd have to come up with names for each one. I don't know if I'm ready for that. (laughs) For God's God's sakes. (laughs) Um, I am having a hard time pulling up the rankings here, so you have to bear with me. My computer's really slow. Um, what do you think would be like if you, let's say, let's hypothetically, hypothetically say you have the first overall pick, PPR or not, what would be your first overall pick in, in fantasy football this year? Who, who would be? Excuse so me. in, in a standard league, my first overall pick is going to be Derrick Henry. Um, hmm. I... I, I, you know, there's a lot of things to consider uh, weighing him against uh, the other two people I'm looking at as Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think they are all three would make great first overall picks. My gut is going Derrick Henry. I think he's going to have the best, uh, best chance to stay involved in the offense through the whole season. Um, He's in a great situation where he's the kind of running back that can win you the entire game. But uh, the the upgrades that they've had on offense and the way Tannehill's developed, I just think that uh, that they won't lean on it. I mean, I, I think he's going to just be a really reliably high-scoring option through the whole season. Uh, so I'm going Derrick Henry first overall. Now, if I was in a PPR league, I think I... I think Dalvin Cook might edge him out, especially with the little bump he's going to have with not having a reliable uh, tight end in the red zone. Um, hmm. So uh, PPR, I'd probably take Dalvin Cook first overall. Derrick Henry in a standard league, Dalvin Cook in PPR because you're, you're, his involvement in the backfield, uh, excuse me, receiving game now that uh, Irv Smith is out. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I respect that. I'm going to be honest with you. I have no way of seeing the, our rankings right now. <laughs> There's a technical. <laughs> I think in a standard league, I would still have to go. You know, I can't. Chris McCaffrey's ranked one, right? 
right. on that um, on that website. Yeah. Um, yeah, I you know I might go Derrick Henry too. I think you hit the nail on the head. Like he's gonna have a lot less responsibility this year than he ever has. Um, and they're going to play the play-action game so well with him that he's going to be sort of a decoy at times. Um, and it's a 17-game season, the biggest season ever. I hate that line. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL's been using it like for like the last... Um, I think I would probably go Derrick Henry at one. And for PPR, I could see where you went with Dalvin Cook, but I think I would go with Christian McCaffrey. Because it was... So, like, maybe you find, like, a guy like Duke Johnson Jr. used to be in, like, the later round, and he's, like, comparable to some degree, you know? Gotcha. So, number two, sir. Number two. So, who went first, me or you? Uh, you went first. Okay, so. Oh, Derek, sorry, number three. Number three, uh, my apologies. Derek Henry's yeah. off the board, and you took yeah. uh, McCaffrey? Uh, yeah, I took McCaffrey. Uh-huh. All right. Yes, All in, right. in both formats. I'd probably still go with him, even so, as a risk. Pick number three for team number two. This is going to get tough. Uh, (laughs) This is going to get a little confusing. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, you know, my second team, third team to draft, I I definitely, at this point, it's easy. If Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry aren't around, you can't leave Cook available. You you have to take him. Who would you leave? Sorry, say that again. Dalvin Cook. Uh, Dalvin Cook. If Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry went one and, and two overall. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it gets real easy for me. Um, maybe, maybe some of our listeners disagree, um, but definitely an easy decision to take Dalvin Cook third overall. Dalvin Cook third overall. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a good pick. Um, and I'll be honest, I still can't see the rankings. <laughs> so I'm no one four, right? <laughs> this is what we're running with. Um, I'm going to go uh, Jonathan Taylor. From, from Ooh, that's a, Indianapolis. That's a, I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, and I really in either format, I think PPR or like standard scoring would be good because like he's another guy I think caught a lot of balls in the backfield, just sucked in the balls, you know. And um, I think like he would be really good, you know, considering that. Car- I don't. We don't know if Carson Wentz is how he's going to play. Like when Quentin Nelson apparently is like as healthy as as an ox. Um, Love the offensive line they have in Indy. And I think even with T.Y. Hilton now, I guess he ha- we didn't mention that, but he has that neck injury. Um, I just I just really like what he did last season. And sometimes the second-year running backs, like Saquon Barkley happened to him. Um, I think even like – I think of guys like Noshawn Marino and Ronnie Hillman who got hurt, you know, who were like decent – um, and shout out to Denver fans there, because <laughs> you'll probably be the only person, know, the only people know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I like Jonathan Taylor, but even, either either format, honestly, PPR standard. So, right. yeah, yeah. See, you you can't see them. I'm gonna black them out I'm, as we go. I'm here. having a real hard time here. Yeah, <laughs> I like I can't see any of the rankings. So just keep going. So. Uh, you took Jonathan Taylor. I think that's I a did. great pick. Yep. Um, so with my next first overall pick, uh, or uh, sorry, first pick for, for another team, 
I have to weigh between Alvin Kamara and Nick Chubb. Those are the two I'm looking at now. And really, I just give I give a slight edge to Alvin Kamara mm. uh, in terms of the way I see value in these, these fantasy running backs. I just think that uh, Alvin Kamara is just the hands-down number one offensive threat on this team. Um, and the type of running back he is, no matter who's under center from start to, to finish of the season, uh, mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara is just going to have a, a huge role. So, you know, Nick Chubb would be a really good pick here, but I'm going Alvin Kamara. Okay. Yeah, and I, another guy that, like, in a PPR league would, like, crush. Oh, it, absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he has. And, like, he also has, like, shown propensity to get in the end zone the last couple of years, too. <laughs> so that's pretty just a, awesome. Just a little. Just a... Yeah, right. <laughs> like, as a goal line guy. And I think, he, like, with Jameis Winston, like, they're going to throw – I mean, I, I think I said this earlier in the, in the, in those, um, in the podcast, uh, you know, or not this one, but I think a couple weeks ago, like, I don't think New Orleans is going to be very good this year, you know? And I think they're going to end up throwing the ball a lot. And Kamara's going to be on the field a lot. Um, I – think there might be some other plays for other running backs on that team uh latavius murray but anyway going back on the subject here uh you said nick chubb was still available uh yeah so nick chubb is still on the board okay um i you know we're, we're at like pick eight or nine right now i'll take i'll take uh i'll take nick chubb i'll take him yeah all right i you know a guy who i'm kind of iffy on because they split time with cream hunt but the only way that team is successful is they have a good running game and they have a good offensive line, and usually that means they'll be the the that he'll at least be successful. But and he just breaks off these long runs, man. I mean, he's just so impressive. I have no idea how the Patriots didn't pick him in 2018. You know, him and him and Michelle's tape side by side just drives me nuts. But yeah, I think he's going to have a good season again. And he's young, got paid. You know, that's usually a good sign for a running back. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Okay, I, go I ahead. Really like, I really like that pick. Um, now it gets a little tough. If this is, you know, if you're drafting towards the end of the first round, it's it's your turn to make your your first selection. And so many of these amazing guys have, have gone off the board. And uh, the decision at this point really does, for me, come down to Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron Jones, or Saquon Barkley. Hmm. Um and, uh, you know, I, I had Saquon Barkley on my team when he had his crazy uh, rookie season. Um, we know Aaron Jones is the guy this year in Green Bay. Ezekiel Elliott, of course, capable of uh, making us all wish we had him on our team. <laughs> because Aaron Jones is a little younger, a little less used up, uh, I, I see him as just a little bit more stable of an option you know uh ezekiel elliott plays for dallas uh take that as you will but it's just it's never a sure thing Mm -hmm. uh sometimes like like last season that that team can just fall off the rails saquon barkley is coming back from a year away um and i think i might even give an edge to him over ezekiel elliott because it is an easy division and i just think that there's a little more uh left there um people forget elliot is not 
uh, a young running back anymore. Uh, he's been in the league for for a while now for for a premier running back. Um, so I, I at this point I really do think that the the best pick is Aaron Jones. Okay, and what pick are we on? <laughs> I just got it up here. Well, geez, We're like eight or nine, right? All right, so one, okay. two, three. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's you just said eight. Seven. Eight, seven. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Stunner. I'm going to go with Stunner here because I think he plays so well at the end of the season, like, it's really worth having him. And I, 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 I you really can't go wrong with Tyreek Hill. <laughs> you really can't. Um, you know, he's a speed guy. He actually has been in the league for, a, a, what, four or five years? So, like, tread lightly with him in a 17-game season. Pun intended, um, but uh, I like I like Tyreek Hill, man. I always like Tyreek Hill. I th- I think he's just so explosive, and like when you need him to have a big game, like that first half against uh, was it Tampa Bay last year, right? Right. He had like twelve catches for like two hundred yards in the first half, like three touchdowns. Like I know people that that won them um, like a first round buy, <laughs> you know, that one game. It just was the difference in like seeding. Um, Absolutely. I like, yeah, man, I like him a lot. So, Tyreek. So, Hill. I I think that's a great pick. Um, if if I'm watching somebody else make this pick, uh, I'm almost I, I'm jealous, but I'm also relieved because uh, the number one drafted wide receiver is always a tough one to pick. Like, let's say you're about to take the first wide receiver in your draft, um, it's kind of like having the first pick overall again. And uh, and it's not an easy decision to make, but Rob's made it for us. Tyree Kill, first wide receiver taken. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, that that's a really tough one to call with guys like Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs available because these guys are completely capable of being the highest scoring uh, wide receiver in the league. But Tyree Kill, I love that option. Um and at this point in your draft, how many? How many is that? Have we done ten yet? I think that was. Uh, you said that was eight or nine. <laughs> We're sorry because I've had the right. computer issues here, folks. I wasn't sure what we were doing here. So, <laughs> so now, so now we're yeah. really getting towards the end <laughs> of the first round. Yes. Uh, and uh, if you still haven't had your first pick yet, um, it's going to be tough to choose between going after somebody like Ezekiel Elliott or Saquon Barkley or getting, you know, a really good wide receiver at this point, I think I think I'm going Stefan Diggs. Um I just I really like the situation he has. Um there's no doubt at all that uh the chemistry is there between him and uh Josh Allen. Um so with uh call it the ninth overall pick, uh Stefan Diggs. Okay. Uh okay, back to back here. Um so if it was me, right, if I was like my team going end of the first round, beginning of the second, um I just I really like the idea of tying up two positions here. Just like get them out of the way, right? Two high end positions. And since it looks like we have, you see, we have, we have Barkley on the on the on the, on the uh, notable people yeah. that have not been drafted yet according yeah. to their ranks, yeah. uh, Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Saquon Barkley are both okay. still on the board. K. 
okay, don't like t- picking two guys from the same division. <laughs> that's just, right. that's kind of a, a, a weird pet peeve of mine. Because, um, you know, anytime, it's like picking a defense and you got to play the, the running back of the other team that week. like that, And it's bound to happen, but it's a conflict of interest, in my opinion, and that always kind of messes something up. So instead, I'm going to go receiver. I'm going Devontae Adams, and I'm going to grab uh, Travis Kelsey. Wow. Yep. Back-to-back Devontae picks Adams here. And Travis yeah. Kelsey. Yep. Okay. I, I know, right? I think two guys who don't have the most favorable schedule, especially on Adams' part, but mm-hmm. he'll get his anyway. And then second wide receiver off the board, first tight end. I mean, you really can't go wrong with that. That's two premium guys at, at a top two in their you know, position rankings. I'll take them. All right. So at this point, I mean, eventually I'm going to lose track, but, uh, <laughs> the, the team, the team that took, uh, Stefan Diggs ninth overall is now up <laughs> to pick again. Yeah. And, this is uh, going to get really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this all from memory. Um, <clears throat> I think, uh, I think I would go Saquon Barkley at this point. And I, okay. I just, it's definitely a gut decision to choose him over Ezekiel Elliott. Um, but now you've got Stefan Diggs and a, and a great starting running back. Um, I'm just not as sold on, on Ezekiel Elliott's ability to recreate the magic he had as I am with uh, Saquon Barkley being able to do it. Um, I don't have a lot to back that up. Call it uh, you know paranoia towards the Dallas Cowboys because it's just it's so so often the case that uh that even in the world of fantasy the it just falls apart because uh because they're the cowboys sorry i said it (laughs) so who'd who'd you take again i took uh saquon barkley saquon barkley so you guys still got zeke on the board zeke number five ranked overall is yet to be drafted wow okay um and so um, I believe a uh, number two, I went with CMC. Uh, so that would, uh, you know, I would just, I'd pick Zeke here, dude. If you still got Zeke second overall in the second round, I do. Like I said, I, I like the idea of just knocking out two premium guys positions and somewhat similar that are just, yeah. Taking Zeke, I mean, Zeke and CMC on the same no, team. That's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big uh, duo. Pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> See how good our memory is here. I think you took Alvin Kamara with this uh, third overall So that's spot. third overall. Are we yeah. are we going the same order every round, or are we going backwards through it? We're going backwards, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm getting confused. It that is okay. Anyways, yeah, with okay. what's left on we're the board, do, we're gonna do the best uh, we obviously can. we're not going to fill up all these teams. We'd be here all night. That, that sounds yeah. like a lot of fun, but uh, yes. people have things to do. Right. Um, and we should have wrote this down beforehand. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so. At, at this point, it's just going to be a little safe to assume that we're drafting for teams that already have running backs. Um, yeah. So at this point, with what's left on the board, let's see here. This is interesting. Uh, so, you know, I, I've got to go. At this point, I've got to go Calvin Ridley. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I was a little uh, apprehensive about how highly he's been ranked. 
but uh, you know, you know, the closer we get to to the season, and the more we do this podcast, the more uh, I take a look at these guys, and uh, I'm starting to believe in Calvin Ridley as a mm-hmm. really uh, reliable fantasy option this year. So I would pair Calvin Ridley with my second round pick with my first round uh, running back. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Yeah, Calvin Ridley. Um, and if it was me going next. You know, considering the guys off the board, and once again, because we're, we're kind of losing track, <laughs> uh, it's okay. Um, it would have to be going back. That was like a Nick Chubb and our Tyreek Kill. Um, I would just, I would jump on Antonio Gibson. Um, I almost think this guy's ranked a little too high in a lot of in a lot of ways. Um, I think he's a good player. Um, am I crazy in thinking that? I, I mean, was he like that good or that explosive last season? I just heard his name a lot because he was a rookie and like people were surprised he was he was as good as he was. Right. So this this is a situation where I, I think he's the clear cut uh number one running back here. Um played some really physical, reliable football at the end of the season last season. But the Washington football team, love that name, uh they uh they play an easy division. And so they have a reliable running back in an easy division. I think people are hoping that that just translates to a lot of volume. Uh, the dangerous thing there is that, you know, they, they're, they've got an easy schedule in division, but they're also not the best team in a really easy division. So when they're not playing, uh, you know, the rest of the short bus, then, uh, they're, they're going to be really up against it and there's really no telling what kind of team they're going to be with uh Fitzpatrick under center uh I'm optimistic but uh you know this is fantasy so you got to be cold and calculating um I think the volume is going to be there for Antonio Gibson but if Washington can't end up in the red zone when they're not playing the rest of their division uh it uh the value might not be there hmm okay I just think he's kind of overrated. I don't know. You know? Especially with Fitzpatrick on the team. We'll see. So, who would you pick? Uh, hypothetically, we would be in the... If we, what we have left between pick um, <laughs> 6 to 10 here in the second round. We are running out of time, too. So, right, let's right. try to... So, so yeah. pairing some more of what's left with some of these uh, top-end uh, running backs. Um, yeah. The next one for me, I'm going DK Metcalf. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, Russell Wilson, uh, you know, he had kind of an off season last season. I think a lot of people are sleeping on his ability to deliver a, an amazingly accurate deep ball, which DK Metcalf is, uh, you know, absolutely perfect to go downfield, go up and get. Um, I think that, that they have real chemistry there. So I give him a slight edge. The the other person I'd be considering is DeAndre Hopkins, but I'm definitely going DK Metcalf at this point. Okay, yeah, good good call. I'd probably go. Let's see, we got Calvin Ridley, Devontae Adams off the board. Let's see, I would go. Um, you know, considering we'd be at the end. You know, I I, I want part of me wants to pick Joe Mixon. Uh, I don't know that offensive line. They well, got rid of Billy Price at center. Give me two Magic. picks at this point. If you're two looking picks. for a wide receiver, or are yeah. you looking for a running back? Who are you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we'll, let's. Uh, since quick hitter, let's go. 
um, Dondre Hopkins, and uh, got to get a running back, Austin Eckler. You know, I already said he was overrated <laughs> in one of the past <laughs> episodes. I would still go with him because in the second round, early third, if that's where you get him, I think the value is okay. I just wonder, like, I don't, I just, I don't know. These receiving backs can kind of be very finicky for me. So, Absolutely. okay. So who would you pick at the top of third? So top of the third, you know, if you've got a running back and a wide receiver, then uh, some of you might be thinking, okay, Travis Kelsey's gone. Let's go ahead and grab Darren Waller. Mm. Um, Don't do it, okay? (laughs) Um, Darren Waller's going to be there. If somebody else picks him this high, they're going to be wishing that they grabbed Najee Harris or A.J. Brown. So... So that's what you're going to do. You're going to either grab Najee Harris because you want another running back, or you're going to grab A.J. Brown to uh, round out that wide receiver core with uh, a guy that is really good and is just going to have a better year than last year. So, Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, I Also, if you know me, I don't like Darren Waller. <laughs> so after that <laughs> second pick... You can think about Pat Mahomes. I think I said in the last episode, do not pick one in the first round. If you do, you cannot talk to me ever again. You are not allowed to have any sort of communication to me. <laughs> you cannot listen to this right, podcast. Right. You don't listen uh, to us. <laughs> but I, would, Pat, I wouldn't Patrick mind Mahomes, thinking about Patrick yeah. Mahomes here. Wouldn't mind first, um, first, yeah. first pick of the third round in a 10-team yep. league. Um, I think if you just can't wait any longer, that's not a horrible pick. Yeah. Um, but if you're second pick in the third round, don't think that you need to just, you know, jump on your second-ranked quarterback because uh, you just, just don't let that become the situation. If people make a run on quarterbacks in the third round, uh, right. it's your league to win. <laughs> so let's, let's say, you know, just kind of speeding things up here, it goes like <clears throat> Pat Mahomes goes somewhere in the beginning, then he goes really George Kittle, Clyde Edwards, Oh, George Kittle, Terry McLaurin, Chris Carson, Mike Evans, CeeDee Lamb, Dave Montgomery, Keenan Allen. Then we're back in the fourth round, and you got Clyde Edwards, Hilarison at the top. Would you take Clyde Edwards in the fourth round? I think he's going to oh, slip. Man. I think he has slipped a lot in a lot of places. Where is he ranked? He's ranked uh, 26. He's the 14th highest running back. Hmm. But questions about so, his durability. He has a sprained ankle. You know? Yeah, I was going to say, it, it, I I know he got injured. Um, it, it's not as bad as I thought it was at first. Um, I, I think this is a situation where maybe Clyde Edwards-Hilaire falls a little farther than I expected him to. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, that's I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is an excellent opportunity to get somebody who's going to have a, just a ton of red zone opportunities. Um and chances to make big plays and pick up big chunks of yards. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, he's somebody that I'm looking to fall so that I can get him at value. Um, yeah. And if you think that that's the situation, I say go for it. Okay. All right. So, like I said, speeding it up because we're getting low here. If we go, let's see, Clyde's word, top of the fourth. Okay, we, we go to the fifth. And let's say it goes in, in order like we think it's going to go. And yeah, we get the the, the, Keenan Allen, the Chris Godwins of the world, the Rob Edwards, the Julio Jones. Let's say we get to the fifth round. For some weird reason, the quarterback run starts at the end of the fourth. 
Josh Allen goes. Kyler Murray, right? Who would you pick next? Ooh. At, like, the top of the fourth, fifth. After right. Josh or Allen, no Kyler Murray. Yeah. Would you, mm. would you pick quarterback, or would you continue to stick with position groups? You know, at that point, it's tough. Yeah. Um, so, really, I would... I would keep going to round out my position group because at this point, after Kyler yeah. Murray goes, which what with what's left, uh, you know, let's say you're looking, you're considering a quarterback, so you're looking at Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I would love Dak Prescott. Yeah, yeah. So, I think Dak Prescott is the guy if you just have to pull the trigger, but I do think that there's still going to be lots of value that could fall to you in the next round. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's tough. It's So if, if your quarterback run stops, what do you say, or starts at the top of the fourth? Yeah. Top, yeah. top of the fifth? Yeah, here it goes. Um, here comes the, the waterfall. <laughs> then I think that uh, yeah. you don't have to feel bad about about jumping on, on the rush on quarterbacks at that point. Um, but if you are comfortable with getting whatever quarterback falls to you. Um, I would, I would still try to wait until, you know, you know, sixth round to grab a quarterback. So. Yeah. I, I think you can get Brady and like the sixth round. I think I said it last episode. So like, let's say a bunch of position guys, the quarterback set to run, you, you wait, you're patient, you pick up Brady, you call up your boy, Rob, you let him know. <laughs> That patience is a virtue, and da 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 da. Right? That it, that's kind of how I would wait for it. You know, I wouldn't pick up like a Tannehill. I wouldn't wait for him. I'd just go get Brady, go get Jalen Hurts in like the seventh round. You know? Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And then same thing with tight ends, like Kelsey and Kittle. Probably only two guys I would pick in the first two or three rounds. You know? And those will go too. Like there will be a waterfall effect on tight ends, and you can wait until like the eighth, seventh, eighth round to get somebody, some guy. You know? Um, a guy like Dallas Goddard, Logan Thomas in Washington, I like a lot because Fitzpatrick throws a lot of balls to the tight ends, you know. Um, even like Devontae Smith, like receiver, like you just get your big two receivers or whatever you're going to load up on in the beginning. Get your two running backs, get your two receivers, get your wide receiver and tight end if you get Kelsey or what have you. And just, I just, yeah, I, I hate jumping around on these position groups, man. I, I, I don't know right. if that's like the right way to do it. Am I wrong right. in saying that? No, 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 you're right, you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chris Herndon fourth will be there. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, the new guy from the Jets. Uh, so Still really bitter. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, you know, we didn't get to a full mock draft here, folks, but, you know, because really, like, uh, I hope you're pre-ranking your players in some degree, like, I hope there's a good amount of money at stake to, to feel like you need to take some time to do that. You should. You should really think about who, who, what's going to happen. You might know the people in your league. Maybe you're just jumping into something random, NFL.com, ESPN.com, Yahoo. And if that's the case, um, you know, just expect that you're going to have some computers in there. <laughs> We're right. running it, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, people are playing 15 leagues and now they signed up for the random one on ESPN.com, you know. Um, you know, and... I, I would just say just stay patient, and especially if you're drafting this week. Like, you're going to feel extra anti because of the cuts and the season starting and everything else. But, like, top top three things your boy Rob's going to mention to you. 
patient on the quarterbacks, focus on one position group. If you can double up on running backs and receivers in the beginning, like do it. If you need to take Kelsey at the end of the first or beginning of the second, do it. You know, I That's, I completely agree. Uh, yeah. Some people feel a, a a strong need to be balanced right away. If you go running back, you want to go wide yeah. receiver and vice versa. Um, don't feel locked into that. Get the best value you can when the chance is there. If you have to go running back, running back before getting a wide receiver, then that's just where the strength of your team is going to lie. Um, And if you get a running back and then the next two picks are wide receivers, um, you know, obviously that number two running back isn't going to be, you know, your one-two punch with your starting running back. But, uh, you know, there are good running backs down the line. So uh, just take the best pick that's out there for your open roster positions. Totally. Two guys I want to leave you with before we jump here. Um, And we're at 59 minutes, correct, Trev? That's right. Okay. So um, (laughs) just to make sure. Uh, Michael Carter, you could get him in like the 8th or ninth or 10th round. He's a running back from New York. I think he's going to be really dynamic, very underrated. Uh, Rookie. Rookie running backs I love. Um, More so than I like rookie receivers. And then um, Jalen Waddle in Miami, he could go late like that. I'm sorry, I'm going to give you one more for a bonus, uh, just for the hell of it. Uh, Darnell Mooney from Chicago. All these guys I talked about in our earlier episodes, all guys you could target way later in the draft and have good value out. So it's like if you don't get your receiver, you don't double up your receivers initially, your running backs, like don't fret. There's definitely – it's about as deep as it's going to be because of that extra game this year position-wise. So I think you should double up, go running back, running back, but don't be afraid if you kind of went limp on receiver. It's going to be an interesting year in regards to all that. So what do you think, Trev? What do you got for the folks here? Um, I I think, I think those are great. Um, You know, I I know a lot of our listeners are not going to need a lot of help when it comes to uh, strategizing uh, these, these early rounds, but uh, I know some of our listeners are a little more novice to the, to the fantasy football. So I I hope what we're talking about makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I always love doing these, these mock drafts with, with Rob, because we get to just, uh, you know, talk out loud about, uh, you know, the wheels that are always spinning uh, when we're, we're we're doing our drafts because uh, there's a (laughs) lot of different approaches to making these uh, important decisions. So it's been fun. Get a little geeked out here, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then defenses too. That's like such a waterfall effect. I like, Oh, I hate that. <laughs> Somebody takes defense like fifth round. Like, Oh, okay. <laughs> just, just wait to take one in the eighth or ninth, like position, position players first quarterback, second defense kicker, whatever else you're doing last. Like, you know, <laughs> don't, don't mess with that formula for God's sakes. You know, there's only one way to make a hot dog. Okay. <laughs> follow follow that formula (laughs) so Trev you got anything you want to leave our folks with before we uh, jump off the air here Uh, only that that you know we we say it every week but we're getting so close to the real deal now Um, so I I hope everybody listening is as excited as uh, as Rob and I are for uh, the the start of the 2021 season it's going to be a good one yes and expect us same time same place next week and uh, opening up about Thursday football preview, anything we see there, uh, over-unders, all that sort of stuff. And week one, oh, it's going to be a jam-packed show. We're going to jump right into it. Another hour of just amazing football talk. Um, at Bobby Law on Instagram, 
at football in general on Instagram, at football in general one, I think, or there's a one in there on Twitter. I always got that, <laughs> that wrong. I didn't know it until now. Um, Trev, where are you? Uh, I'm Trev Geo Dude on Instagram. Very I good. He's only got just, one. just the one. Just the one. He, he's got the one, and you throw the symbol in the sky, he might show up. So, um, <laughs> or leave a <laughs> leave a trail of purple Minnesota Vikings jersey somewhere. He might show up your house. So, <laughs> all right. Um, well, that's a great show. We'll see you next week. We're out.